When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Everything is Black and White podcast, brought to you by Chronicle Live, bringing you the latest insight on everything to do with Newcastle United. You can find us on iTunes, Acast, Spotify, or most podcast providers. Hello and welcome to Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove, and we're going to hold a special quick episode. Um, It's been a very busy day here at Chronicle Towers, and indeed over at Newcastle United training ground. Um, You wait for one sign-in, and quite a few come along at the same time. I say a few because, they, they, well, it certainly looks like there's going to be two. There may be more um, coming along over the weekend. But we'll start um, with Alan St. Maximum. Uh, and before we do, I'll introduce you to our new sign. You have heard his voice before. Right. Um, it is Kieran Kelly, but he has replaced uh, Chris Woff. So he is the new NUFC writer. He'll be going home and away with the club. So do give him a follow on Twitter. I'm sure you've read his work and you know where to find him. Uh, Kieran, we'll start then with the well, the signing of uh, Alan St. Maximum. It looks like it will be completed over the weekend. It's one that has been going on for at least the last month, six weeks. Lots of haggling back and forth, but Newcastle seem to have got their man. Yeah, I think it's a really, really intriguing one. Um, I think everyone has, has seen his highlight reel already and knows what a exceptionally gifted footballer is on the ball and, and the things you can do with the ball are, are remarkable um, Newcastle feel that you know an initial fee of you know 16.4 million it's quite a decent deal so you know talking similar figure eventually uh, to the Almiron deal what it could rise to so um, I think it's really 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 intriguing that the obviously are a couple of question marks about him um, of his ceiling is so high at 22 but it's whether he has the, the mental aspect of his game to, to take to that next level um, because you've seen Patrick Vieira who um, obviously a very promising coach who was on Newcastle's radar ironically earlier in the season he had issues with him um, kind of felt that he didn't always put uh, the team first and when you look at Steve Bruce he'd, he'd be someone who would see football in, in similar terms in that how he, he, he wants each of those players fight for each other and that dressing room is very much a, a dressing room where they do all fight for each other so it'd be interesting to see how he starts in personally I think um, you know judging by what he's done this summer he's worked very hard in the gym worked very hard at preseason he's been very very professional at Nice you know sometimes you hear players going on strike to get a move he always felt he was destined to play in the Premier League but he's been very professional there and I think he will be very keen to make his mark and you would hope knows he's a bit to learn yet being so young um, and that he'll take on board kind of the instructions he has but it, it does raise a few questions where he where he'll fit in obviously Bruce loves 3-5-2 um, and so far Joe Linton and Almiron played in that last friendly together up front so is is it a case of Sam Maxman coming in for Almiron potentially and Almiron going to another position in that system or does he just go with three up front um, so I suppose time will tell and that is the big question it's how he does fit in because obviously the other arrival is, is Jetro Williams a man that Newcastle United fans will know 
Um, a man, a name that has been linked constantly over the last, I think, maybe four years, maybe even five years, going back to his PSV days. But he looks like he's on the verge of joining. He could sign again this weekend. And that, again, that, that because the two crack, the two kind of like intertwining in terms of which system Bruce will play. Yeah. Because Williams comes in and he, obviously he's a left-back, wing-back. You'd say, well, what happens to Matt Ritchie? Mm. Uh, where does Matt Ritchie then fit in? Then you've got to find a space for him. Could he go over to right wing back? Yeah. Then, of course, if, uh, Bruce decides to maybe play 4 3 3, and that's another whole yeah. different scenario. There's so many interesting little formations he could choose because then if he does change it to fit St. Maxwell, and then you say, well, does that mean he and the long staff drop to the bench yeah. because he plays it's Does he play two wingers? It's, I mean, it's a positive dilemma, though. Exactly. Yeah. I was, I was about to say, I think if you looked at the the bench the the past couple of preseason games you've probably felt Newcastle are a bit light in certain areas and it's amazing what two good signings would bring to the squad as a whole in terms of quality in terms of having those options as he said to change it up and I think one of the things that is intriguing about their strategy pretty much this year is there's a lot of pace so you go back to Almiron uh, Joe Linton is quite fast as well um, Maximin St. Maximin's fast Williams all those years ago when he was on Newcastle's radar, one of the big things about him was how quick he was. And um, although he's obviously, he's still only 25, so he still has that aspect to his game. So I think what you'll see and what you're seeing taking shape now is maybe a move away from, sometimes last season I think Newcastle were a bit over-reliant on Rondon having a day and being really good at holding up, which he is, but suddenly they have unpredictable options. So if you think they play with Almiron, Joe Linton and Sam Maximin, that each one of those can play centrally, but also each one of those can play off the flank. So I think they'll be, in theory, a, a more unpredictable team, which which is really intriguing. But equally, obviously, Steve Bruce hasn't had much time with the players who are already at the club, let alone new ones coming in. So that Arsenal game is, is it, it, you know, you could be potentially looking at two, three, four debutants and some of them won't even have played a pre-season game for Newcastle. So it is remarkable, but... You know, I think at least they are getting additions and quality additions in. And, you know, there's still a few days left of the window. So hopefully they, they push on. You mentioned the PSN. I'm sure we'll cover this as the season goes on. But it is interesting because I certainly feel that, um, and this isn't a slate on Rafa Benitez before I get loads of abuse on <laughs> social media directed to someone else, please. But I do feel that the pace that's come in, the players that are signed, it may only be Joe Linton and it's a maximum at the moment. But... And the way we've seen them play, especially in Steve Bruce's first two games in the dugout, they look like they play with a bit more freedom. I do worry that means they're thumping off the likes of City <laughs> and Manchester United. But against the lesser so-called teams, the Norwiches and the Sheffield Uniteds, I think we'll see Newcastle go for it a bit more, especially at home. And it, I, I do think it's going to be a bit more exciting, but it tends it's going to be that balance of yeah. sitting back, going for the point against maybe losing... 4-3 you know I, I think Bruce again I think Bruce will probably try and tap into that and he'll probably go on that, that old cliche that Newcastle United fans would rather <laughs> lose 4-3 than win 1-0 yeah that's funny the the irony I always think with Benitez's last maybe three or four games I think he saw what he had been working on for so long come to life a bit particularly going forward and on the counter the Liverpool game the um, Fulham game the last game of the season was was kind of almost a perfect send-off in that you saw how threatening and clinical they could be 
Um, but for me, I think you could see the little signs already, say someone like Sean Longstaff, who at Kilmarnock and Blackpool um, really made a name for himself as someone who broke from deep and arrived in the box. And I think you might see that more under Bruce, particularly if he has three in the middle with uh, Shelby and Hayden, that Longstaff could be the one that's given a bit more license. So, yeah, I think the important thing for them is goals and replacing Perez and Rondon, you know, 55% of their Premier League goals last season. That's not easy. So you're really going to need six players to chip in. And when you look at last season, I think Shar was the third top scorer with four goals. So you're going to be looking to Longstaff. You're going to be looking at uh, Sam Maximin, Joe Linton, Almiron, of course, who's, who's obviously yet to score. They're all going to have to chip in. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be tough because it's hard enough to keep defensively compact as they did last season and then having to score a lot of goals as well. So you're going to be interesting. I do feel McGraw Muon's first goal is going to come off his backside <laughs> or his forehead. It's going to be a, one of those horrible kind of goals to see, especially the look he's had. But it's interesting you mentioned the strike as, and this is where we'll leave it. Obviously, reports that Newcastle are closing in on deal for Facundo Caldillo. Well done. <laughs> Not even, didn't even practice that one and no my luck with names, but I think I got it right there. A loan deal with an option to buy is the reports in Italy. Um, Leeds also interested. I guess, in a way, Newcastle United fans would probably say, well, why not go for someone a bit more experienced? You're bringing in someone who, no disrespect to the Sarrier, it's not a league that's comparable in many ways. The Premier League's a tough league. Joe Linton mentioned it. He's looking forward to the battle you get against centre-backs. It's, 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 you, know, you have to be tough, you have to be strong. And if he's the second choice striker, mm. you, you you do wonder whether that's the right move. Some people say, well, why, why not Eliza Sorensen? But I think mm. I think you look at Eliza Sorensen, I think, uh, quietly speaking, this is what this, the, the train staff might think. He's not yet at the level, strength-wise, to be thrown into the Premier League. So what makes the difference between this fella from Inter and Sorensen? You know, I, yeah. th- I think... It's, I- it's still only a report, I guess. Um, but I mean... For me, I think uh, it'd be interesting what happens with Gale. Obviously, Gale has been very unfortunate not to play um, preseason because of injury. Um, but you look, I know a lot of people felt in, he wasn't up to Premier League standard, but I think his one and only season with Newcastle in the Premier League, he scored six goals and six league goals. And to be honest, I think if you got that kind of return from him as a, a rotating striker, that's, that's not bad, is it? Um, I think he'd have taken a lot of heart from that season last season you know it was one of his best seasons of his career um I know he has his attractors but you know if you're looking at him or Hosselu I think Gale is an upgrade in having someone in reserve it's just whether he's going to be content to be kind of the the second fiddle and being the kind of impact player after an hour mark but um yeah I think they they do need someone else in reserve um I would have personally thought they They'd go for someone maybe more experienced and proven who, you know, can chip in, as I said, with, you know, six, six, ten goals somehow <laughs> from the bench. But, um, yeah, it is strange if they're going down that route and that guy goes into the first team. I don't see why you bring a youngster in on loan if he was going to play in the reserves. Mm. Um, it would seem odd. But, yeah, it's, it, I, I'd be honest, I'd not heard of that player before. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's strange. Yeah. Like Tim says, we are, we are falling out. It's just report at the moment. Obviously, we've got Muto... Uh, yeah. as well uh, so this is where we'll leave it on this one is that they do need another striker and we talk about Muto and Gale and this chap from Inter 
very different players to what Joe Linton brings though. So if you're looking at Joe Linton and he gets injured, suspended or is out yeah. of form, it would it, it would it, it, if it does come to it and it's just Gale and Muto as other other options, you would have to maybe change the way Newcastle United play because Joe Linton you're already seeing good holding the ball up, turning and twisting, mm. whereas the other two in Almiron are more running onto the ball, running with the ball as yeah. opposed to Hold so it. yeah, holding up. And that is where Newcastle maybe lack a, a second option with Rondon and Josselu, you had that. Yeah. Uh, very different, very different success rates, but at least you had that. Um, do you think Newcastle would be looking to get someone in similar to Joe Linton to, you know, just in case they do need um, a similar player? It's a tricky one. I think if if I was a manager, um, I'd always look at Plan A and Plan B and think have someone quite different to your Plan A striker because if he's having an off day or he's out of form, which happens, you've got someone else to freshen it up. So. You look at Manchester United, obviously, last season they had Marcus Rashford, who is what he is, and then you had Romelu Lukaku, who's very, very different. I think that having that those guys who can who can change in and out um, is definitely helpful. I think Muto is, is going to be a really interesting one this season. Uh, he worked really, really hard in the summer, um, to, literally from the first day they finished to, to get ready for this season. He one, it was one of those who shone in the second game in China. Kind of the games back in in England, he hasn't really been as impressive. But you'd like to think he'll be uh, he'll be better than he was last season, and he's another one who who has a point to prove, I guess. Um, and there are a few of those out there, you know. Rolando Aaron's is desperate to to get the chance to prove himself. Obviously, he's suddenly gone from been out of the picture to potentially being a starter against Arsenal and now he's kind of gone down the pecking order again but you're looking at him as an input impact sub with his pace that could be really interesting Bruce likes him they both get on so I think quietly there are options emerging but you do think overall they probably need including the two lads coming in you're looking at you know at least four signings to really give you that depth to go A to try and stay in the Premier League but B is Bruce and Mike actually want to do go for the Cups which um, is obviously not easy it's going to be an interesting week well there you have that as the quick update and um, thank you very much for joining us this has been the Everything is Black and White podcast <laughs> <laughs>